Okay, so I can talk to you, you know, about how how especially, you know, characters in TV shows can, you know, relate to us in everyday life. I can talk to you about specific things, how each Easter egg can mean a completely different thing. But that's not what I want to talk to you about today. What I want to talk to you about is trying to see the beauty through everything. And not just focusing on the resurrection as being the beauty found in the Easter story, but understanding that it's the entire, the entire story, the crucifixion involved. Okay, so first, let's look at this. So what have these recent times taught us today? Through this whole COVID-19, social distancing, quarantine, what has that taught us today? Okay, you see, the first thing that it's taught us is that church is not just a building. Church is not just us going to, you know, the church and worshiping there. You see, church is anything. Church can be anything. You see, we, this social distancing, this quarantine has pushed us to go to church in unconventional ways. It has pushed us to go to church online. It has pushed us to go to church to watch it on TV. You see, we have learned different ways to go to church. It's not just about the building. Second, we have learned that wherever we are, God is with us. You see, he says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there with them. And we understand that, we know that. So whether it's, you know, over text, through email, through a phone call, we know that God's always there for us, that he is always with us. And finally, we learned that our hope, our hope is certain. Through no matter what we're going through, our hope is certain. Like I said, I wanna talk about how this beautiful, this Easter story, how there's beauty through it all, not just the resurrection. Because things, you see, aren't always what they seem to be, okay? Because you see, we all know that Jesus, we all know that Jesus is the king of our hearts. But one thing I want you to know, that you see, if it wasn't for him, see, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, we would not have that hope. We would not have that certain hope for salvation. We would not have that certain hope. We would not have that feeling of salvation, of redemption, of forgiveness, of everything that he offers us. So I know, I know most of us, most of us know the Easter story. Most of us know it probably by heart, but you see, it's probably been a good minute since you've actually heard it, since you've read it, since you've talked about it, you know, possibly since last Easter, you see? And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about how this Easter story is not just focused on the resurrection. This Easter story is focused on the crucifixion as well. It's focused on the entirety of Jesus's life. You see, first we're gonna to turn to 1 Luke chapter 24, and we're gonna look at verses one through 12. Okay, un momento por favor. Okay, you see, right here we read, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took to the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. 
While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, uh, Joanne, and Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them. It was these three women and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to be like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. You see, often we run into, we run into people who, who are searching for the living among the dead. You see, we, we, run, we run into these people who look at the Bible as just mere textual evidence. And they go to church as if they're going to a funeral. They show up just to listen. They show up just to pay their dues. They show up just to kind of show respect to what they believe in, to what they love. We, we, we often run into these people, but that's not what we need to be focused on. You see, uh, Jesus is not among the dead. He's alive. Jesus has risen. You see, he reigns. He reigns in the hearts of Christians and he, he is the head of the church. Now, what I'm saying is Jesus, you know, Jesus is Jesus. And I'm not saying that he's living with us as a physical human being, walking, you know, walking to church with us every day, walking to the store with us, we're going to school with us. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Jesus, he lives in us. We might not be able to physically see him, but he lives in us, our hearts, our minds, our souls. Jesus lives with us. You see, now I wanna ask you, why, why is the resurrection so important? You see, Christianity, Christianity is the only religion that has a God that came down, lived their life as a human, went through all these different trials as a human and died as a human, just as we will eventually. You see, this resurrection, helps us to find me meaning in even great tragedy. This crucifixion is, I wanna say the darkest time in the Bible. You see, looking at it, it literally talks about how darkness covered the land and everybody, their hearts were broken. Jesus, Jesus had died and you could tell that right immediately. That is one of the darkest times, but yet he shows us that you can find beauty through this. Through that crucifixion, we find forgiveness. Through that cru crucifixion, we find redemption. Through that crucifixion, we find salvation. You see, the resurrection assures us that Christ is alive and is ruling his kingdom. He is not legend, he is alive and he is real. That crucifixion explains to us that Jesus, he's there because he loved us. He was there, not just because that is something he had to do, but something he wanted to do for us. And yes, it talks about in the time where there is times that these things seemed, you know, to overwhelm Jesus. 
but yet he understood the importance of it. God put that on his heart and he knew. He knew what he needed to do. He knew what he had to do for us. You see, and finally, God's power. See, this, this shows us, the resurrection shows us that God's power that brought Jesus back from the dead is available to us, available to us so that we can live with him in an evil world. You see, through this evil world, Jesus is with us through every human struggle. Jesus, he, he's with us through every stage of life. Jesus went through every stage of life, you know. He went through birth. He went through, you know, good old junior high lunch table, you know. He went through puberty. He went through, you know, all the high school situations. Jesus went through everything. But the one thing Jesus went through that we have not physically gone through is death. You see, at that cross, Jesus was isolated. His friends weren't there right there on the cross with him. I mean, yes, God was there. There was angels watching over us. But physically, Jesus, Jesus was isolated. But, you know, he, he was isolated, but he stared. He stared death right in the eye. And because he lives, we know that the worst thing is never the last thing. It is through him that we find faith, hope, and love. It is through him we find forgiveness and salvation. Uh, it is through him we find the true beauty in adversity. We find the true beauty in corruption. We find the true beauty in anything that comes against us. So now we're going to turn to Romans 8, and we're going to look at verses 10 and 11 and verses 24 and 25. So we read in verses 10 and 11, But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. That's just verse 10, okay? We're going to read that one more time. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. You see, this verse isn't saying that people who are with, you know, without Christ aren't living in sin. They're not living with, you know, all this hate, all this greed, all this grief. It's not saying that they're not living with it. It's, this is kind of, this is a metaphor. Kind of like if a tree falls in the woods uh, and nobody's around, does it actually make a sound? It's kind of like that. You see, you see, when Christ is within us, we understand all our sins. We understand everything we're going through. We understand how many times that we have broken his heart, but yet he loves us. And that this, that's what this verse is trying to explain to us. That because of this, through Christ, we are able to see, see our flaws, see our mistakes, but it's through him that we find that righteousness. Now following on that, we're going on to verse 11. And in the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. You see, the Holy Spirit is God's promise. This Holy Spirit is God's promise for you know our eternal life after this life on earth. It's God's promise that we will eventually, following Christ, living our life for Christ, you know, going through our ways like Christ, that we will eventually be like Christ and live with them in heaven. You see, I'm not saying that, you know, we're gonna be, you know, perfect. Nobody's perfect, you see. I just wanna make that clear. Nobody is perfect, but I want you to understand that there's beauty through everything, whether it's adversity, trials, tribulation, or, you know, that grand slam you went to win the World Series, you know, uh, you know, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl six times in a row. There's beauty in everything. You see, now we're gonna look at Romans 24 and 25, okay? So, 
For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. You see, in Romans, Paul, he, he presents an idea, an idea that there's a past, there's a present, and there's a future of salvation. You see, because we are saved in the moment that we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, because we are saved in that moment, there's a past of salvation. We live that, we have that in our past, where we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So that salvation is the past. Next, we're gonna look at the present. Um, you see, this is present. There is a present because uh, there is a journey to sanctification. You see, uh, even though there is a journey at the as, at, of sanctification, at the same time, like we have not fully received the blessings, the gifts, everything that comes to us from salvation. And what I mean by that is, yes, we are saved. Yes, we are free. Yes, we live this, we have this loving relationship with Jesus Christ. But what I'm saying is we have not, we have not received those full blessings and that's because we are still here on earth. We are not up there in heaven living with Jesus Christ. And that's where it leads to this future. You see, this future of salvation is found in the life after death. It's found when you are, when are you, when you're born again and you are lifted up to heaven to live with Jesus Christ in heaven. You see, this is where you find the beauty in the Easter story. It's, it's not Jesus leaving the tomb. It's not just the resurrection, but it's the entire thing. You see, we find beauty in that resurrection because we're like, oh, hey, yes, that gives us faith. That makes us know that our hope is certain. This resurrection is the center of the Christian belief. You see, through, through the resurrection, everything is made certain to us. Everything is set in stone, fact by fact. Gives us the ability for us to believe, truly believe in what we believe in. And you see, this beauty is also found in the crucifixion. That crucifixion gives us the idea, gives us, it lets us know that Jesus went through all this for us. So we understand through the crucifixion everything that Jesus did for us. We understand that we have all this stuff, this life after death in heaven, this eternal life, this internal uh, presence of us living in life, living in heaven with Jesus Christ. But through the resurrection is where we find all the factual evidence. That's where we find everything that makes us all known, okay? And you see, uh, just as we, just as we find beauty in Jesus' resurrection, we will find beauty in that time we are lifted up to go to heaven for our judgment day. So now we are going to turn to 1 Corinthians 15. Okay? So here, here we read, But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, that not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is, our, so is your faith. You see, like I said, the resurrection is the center of the Christian belief. Because Christ rose from the dead, as he promised, we know what he said 
is true. We know what everything he did, everything he said, everything that's written about in the Bible is true. We know that he is God. We know that after this life, we have a life eternally with him. If we, if we follow him, if we love him, if we have this relationship with him. You see, now I wanna look at 20 through 22. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead and the first fruits of those who have, who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the, re the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Like I said, this resurrection is the center of our Christian belief. And I'm not saying that nothing else in the Bible has importance. This entire thing is important. Everything in there. You can go through here and I can help you find something important about every single verse in here. And you see, all this is true. And that's what the resurrection tells us. That resurrection helps us know. It gives us the idea to actually believe in what we read, to believe in this religion, to believe in Christianity. This resurrection makes that known to us that it is true. You see, and uh, it is not just the crucifixion or the resurrection that we find the beauty. It's through the entirety of it all. If, if it wasn't for the crucifixion, then Jesus never could have been raised again. If it wasn't through this resurrection, we wouldn't have this idea. We wouldn't know that all this is true for a reason. This right here, this resurrection, is one of the changing points in this argument of Christianity, whether people should believe it or not. This resurrection gives us, gives us the knowledge that what we believe is true. You see, it is through the entirety of this story that we celebrate the Easter holiday. The Easter holiday should not just be based on the resurrection. It should not just be based on the crucifixion, but this Easter story, the one that we all know, the one that we all love, the one that we all see this beauty with, should be focused on the entirety of the story, crucifixion and all. You see, he rose. He rose so that we can have a certainty that our sins are forgiven. Because he rose, he lives and represents us to God. Because he rose and defeated death, we know that we will be raised. You see, Jesus wasn't resurrected to turn bad people to good. Jesus, Jesus was resurrected to bring the dead back to life. And that's the importance of this Easter story. It's, it's not about us knowing what happened. It's not about us recognizing what happens, but it's about us truly knowing, truly believing, truly finding this hope, this certainty, this faith, this love with our religion, this love with ourself, this love with Jesus Christ. That's what this Easter holiday is about. It's not just about focusing on one thing. It's about focusing on the entirety of it all. See, God created us all who we are for the reason. God created this earth, what it is, for a reason. So I want you to understand that. I want you to live with that. I want you to know that no matter what you're going through, God is always there for you. That he's always there to guide you, to strengthen you, and to build you up. Now through this Easter holiday, 
I don't want you to just sit there and just, you know, just have fun with the family. Yes, that is important. That is very, very important on this Easter holiday. You know, although we have this social distancing going on, I'm sure there's gonna be people who, you know, have had those Easter eggs in their front yard so like their kids can drive by and be like, oh, hey, there's one, go grab it, okay? I'm sure there's people that are gonna be doing that. But what I, what I want you to do, I want you to take this time to have fun with your family, to embrace your family, but also let them know the love that you have for them. Let them know the love that you have for everybody. Let them know the love that you have for this holiday, that you have for this earth, that you have for Jesus Christ, so that you can all live at peace, that y'all can all have a portion of this love. This Easter holiday, for those who believe and those who follow Jesus Christ, this Easter holiday is a great celebration. It's a great celebration for us to embrace Christianity, for us to live our lives and help us shine our light, to help us let Jesus Christ speak through us to others. That is what this Easter holiday is for us. But you see, for those who do not believe, those who do not follow, this Easter holiday is a great invitation. This Easter holiday is a great invitation for them to understand that yes, yes, people talk about this fearful God. People talk about this God that can destroy things. But this Easter holiday lets those who don't believe, those who don't follow, know that there is peace in this darkness, that in the eye of the storm, no matter what's going on, that there you can find peace, you can find love, you can find happiness. It is through this Easter holiday that those who do not believe, those who do not follow, can find this peace with Jesus Christ, can find this love, and can find a reason for us to shine our lights through them and help them find their way to Jesus Christ. Now will you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I just wanna thank you for blessing us with another wonderful day, Lord. I just wanna thank you for giving us the opportunity to uh, watch this video on, you know, on the internet, Lord. I just, I just thank you for giving us the opportunity to spread your love, even though we are in this time of social distancing, in this time of quarantine, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to lift everybody up, not just the people who are listening to this, not just the people who are watching this, not just the people who are hearing about this from other people, but Lord, I just ask you to lift everybody up. On this Easter holiday, Lord, I just want you to fill every heart, every soul, every mind, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Let them know your love. Let them know this peace that you offer and let us shine our lights so that they can see you, Lord. Lord, I just wanna thank you for giving us every single opportunity, every single blessing that you have blessed us with, all our special gifts. And Lord, I just wanna thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you do. Lord, if it wasn't for you, we would not have this salvation. We would not have this redemption, Lord. We would not have this forgiveness. We know all the pain that, sh that Jesus Christ went through, Lord. We know that all the pain that you went through for us, we, we break your heart every day, Lord, but yet you forgive us. You love us unconditionally, Lord, and I can't thank you enough for that, Lord. I just, I just ask you, Lord, to go with us throughout the rest of this holiday, the rest of this week, the rest of our lives, Lord, guiding us and strengthening us and building us up to do your will, Lord, for, for we want you to live through us and we want our lives to be set in stone for you, Lord. We want our lives to be the light and the path for those others to find you, Lord. 
Lord, we just thank you. And we ask you, Lord, to love us unconditionally, just like you always have, Lord. And we thank you for everything. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.